So, you're back in Berlin again. Is it nice to be back? Yeah, I love it here. It's so beautiful and uh, really, really hot out this time. Um, if you wouldn't mind just letting us know your name or your artist name, whatever you choose. Uh, my name is Nomi Chi. Uh, at the moment, my Instagram handle <laughs> is Lizard Milk. Tell, um, tell me about this lizard <laughs> Um, Well, I kind of wanted to distance myself from my uh, online uh, persona, I guess, mm. in a way, and I just wanted to do something a bit silly and a little bit, <laughs> a little bit gross. Uh, and I, I kind of jokingly brought up lizard milk to some of my coworkers, and it stuck, and I think it has a nice ring to it, so. It fits me for now. We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> when people change their name, I, I, you know, I look for them, I can't find them, and then somehow the internet shows me eventually. Like, Lizard Milk likes your thing. I'm like, who's this Lizard Milk person? Yeah. <laughs> and it's you. Um, so, you're at the end of a tour. Yes. Was it a, a good one? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it's a shorter tour for me. Uh, I prefer kind of longer, more engaged tours, but um, I have a bunch of projects going on back in Vancouver, so I have to go back and take care of that now. Um, yeah, I almost actually didn't come to Berlin because I'm so busy at home, but I thought, well, the tickets are really cheap right now, so here I am. Uh, yeah, it's been really productive. Um, Hung out with a lot of friends, made some new friends, connected with some people. It's been pretty good, yeah. And you usually do go tour where you have friends, or do you, tr do you also try to go get uncomfortable and go to new, new places? Um, a little bit of both, but uh, when it comes to tattoo shops, I try to uh, work in places that um, friends of mine or people whose opinions I respect uh, have spoken highly of. Mm or people I know and have worked with. Um, I, I just feel like I'm getting a little bit more neurotic uh, as I grow into my career. So I need to work with people who are in some way on the same level as me. Um, people who are okay with... Well, I usually travel with my partner and I need to be okay with my partner not coming from a conventional tattoo background and I also don't come from a conventional tattoo background and I'm getting a little bit more politically engaged so they have to be okay with that and I have to be okay with them and all this other shit. I mean, as I'm saying it now, it probably it sounds a lot more uh, rigid than it actually is, but mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> And home is Vancouver. Home is Vancouver. Canada. Has been for a while. Yeah. Um, I moved to Vancouver when I was 10 years old. I've been living there ever since. It's a fucked up city, but I love it. And I love access to nature. And I have a lot of really good people there. And I can... I can deal with the bullshit for now, so... And what do you mean by that? You mean the way that the city went after having the Olympics? Or do you mean the, the way that drugs... Yeah, a bit of everything. More so the rampant gentrification that's happening there and the, um, the, the cost of living in Vancouver is pretty absurd, but it doesn't affect me so much at, the, at this point, but maybe sometime I'll want to get out of it. I'm open to that in the future. So, as you said, your partner tattoos and um, has been doing well. Yeah. And moving, moving forward, do you find yourself... Is it a... <clears throat> it's quite linear or like parallel, mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah. You 
get to live a similar lifestyle. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit, I, a bit boring, uh, for lack of a better word at times. Uh, we talk about tattoos all the time, uh, but he has a, a little bit of a different perspective than I do, which is really refreshing and is why him and I connected uh, so well. Um, yeah, I know we just like really understand each other's schedules and need to be immersed in our work. Um, and that's pretty important to me. You went to school in Vancouver, yeah? Yeah, I went, uh, I graduated last year, uh, 2015 with a bachelor's in illustration from Emily Carr University. That happened. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. You took the working and school approach at the same time. Tattooing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had already been tattooing for a few years before I went to school and tattooed while I was in school and I'm still tattooing. Hmm. So. <laughs> um, how un like unconventional was your apprenticeship? You had one. Uh, yeah, apprenticeship is a funny word for it. Uh, it was kind of a, a working relationship slash uh, internship, apprenticeship thing. Um, uh, so when I was 15, I was introduced to this person who worked down the block from me out of his house. Uh, my mom actually introduced us. <laughs> Love the story. Yeah. Uh, and I went in. My mom actually, like, dragged me there and forced me to, like, show him my portfolio at the time. And he seemed to be really into the idea that I was interested in tattooing, but uh, was not doing illustrations that were very tattoo-y. I uh, wasn't really interested in flash. I just wanted to adapt my illustrations to a tattoo kind of thing. Um, so that happened. Uh, we had like a really like casual apprenticeship where he taught me to set up and tear down a station. I tattooed orange peels maybe like a few times and then I immediately started tattooing people. And um, he had a lot of crust punk friends at the time who volunteered their mm. poor skin to my <laughs> to my lack of knowledge uh and i kind of casually tattooed maybe once or twice a month for about two or three years until he opened his shop later on and i started working at that shop um which was the fall and now i'm oh. here yeah i knew this but i didn't know this yeah now, um, now we have it on tape. Yeah, it is official. <laughs> yeah. So your style has changed then. Yes. But you still much. really do illustration. Yeah, yeah. My my approach to tattooing has changed quite a bit. Uh, I think I'll always be pretty like il illustration will always be a bit of a focal point of my tattoo work. Um, it's always very illustrative and um, often figurative, which I really enjoy. It's just what I really like. Uh, how do you feel about tattoo magazines? Um, they're kind of irrelevant to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really pay attention to them. What about like the front cover? That just gets turns me off straight away. Yeah, just uh, well, they're often really misogynistic, um, and they cater to uh, an audience that is not me. 
so I don't really pay them any attention. You must have been asked to be in some. Did you oblige? Uh, yeah, on and off. I think most of my publications that I've been involved with are online. Uh, and as far as I know, not many of them feature like scantily clad women <laughs> on their covers. And there's nothing wrong with being mm. a scantily clad woman, mm. but when that is the only way women are allowed to participate in tattoo culture, that is problematic, and I don't really want to um, contribute to that kind of culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's such a big topic. It's a long one. Um, yeah, that's a doozy. So you're speaking of studio energy, and at the moment you're in a busy place. Yeah, I'm. I work at Gastown Tattoo in Vancouver right now. Um, I think there are give or take nine other resident artists right now, including myself. My brain would explode. Yeah. Um, well, not all of us work at the same time, just due to the uh, the space. Uh, but uh, we all seem to get along more or less, and I'm a pretty chill person. Uh, having worked in a lot of like kind of more vitriolic spaces, I feel like I'm incredibly, maybe overly tolerant of other people's energy and egos. So at the moment, you like music and tattooing at the same time, Muslim, yeah. and you like nice easy music. What is it that you're into? Uh, um, I'll really listen to anything mm. while I'm tattooing. I don't really mind. Um, louder music either, but given uh, a preference, uh, I would probably just listen to like Timber Tambor or maybe like some ambient music that just fills their space mm. with something. Yeah. So do you have a particular ritual? Like I, every, you know, you seem to do coffee, but do you have any rituals, spiritual rituals or anything of sort to get you your head arranged to get... Like in the morning, like yeah, pre-tattooing, like any day. Uh, coffee and a short walk. That's all I really need. <laughs> uh, maybe like five minutes to myself and a little bit of music. So you were talking of new projects. There's mm -hmm. a book? Yeah, uh, I have a million things going on at the moment. Uh, I just released like a little chat book with my publisher, Von Zoss. Um, it's just a collection of sketches I did while I was traveling in Japan, uh, and a bunch of photographs as well. Uh, when I get back home, I'm curating an exhibition in Vancouver about half-Asian identities within North America, and I'm working with a bunch of other tattooers and illustrators, and we're all doing some kind of, like, multimedia projects, and we might be publishing a zine, and I've done a lot of writing for that project as well. Uh, I'm also painting my first mural mid-August, so right after the opening of my aforementioned exhibition. Uh, I'm working on some really big commissions right now that I can't really talk about because they're very secret. And uh, Starbucks. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than Starbucks, actually. <laughs> uh, and I have my first solo exhibition in November. Oh, and I'm doing the Montreal Tattoo Convention in September as well. So have you done that one before? No, I haven't. I've heard really good things. Yeah. Of, yeah. And a lot of my um, my friends and my pals will be there. Mm -hmm. It'll be really good to see people. Uh, we might miss it, but we're going to be there. Um, oh, cool. 
So you have support of folk. Your folks are very supportive and have been. Yeah, yeah, my parents have been surprisingly with it. But I think they're just really happy that I'm not fucking up my life in some way. Um, but I've, I've always really been really driven and on it and academically responsible and just a pretty well-behaved kid. So I don't think there was any worry when I got into tattooing. Like, my mom really encouraged me to get into it and she was there for my first tattoo and she paid for it as well so oh. yeah I was gonna ask what your first tattoo experience is and now I know yeah so um the one that probably was a big game changer physically mm -hmm. with the world around you and people's perception of you and um the tattoo that you did on your yeah. throat did that change your mom's vision or like um you know, the connection, not the connection, but the way that what she maybe perceives you? Is she, like, um, nervous when she walks? Like No, if, if it did, it wasn't in any, uh, like, visible way or way that I could notice. Um, mm. I think she just really, she really appreciates the art form, and yeah. I think she could see that I was really dedicated to it, and no negative impact on my relationship to my parents at all. I knew your tattoo before I knew you. Yeah, I think a lot like, of people did. Yeah, I think they... I mean, it kind of blew up on Pinterest for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I think I caught it on Tumblr. Wow. Um, so, um, you currently have closed books. Yeah. Is yeah. that... Is that... That's just... That's just the nature of the beast that is my schedule. Uh, it's just like an ever-changing process to figure out what works for me, how do I be diplomatic uh, with my booking, how do I facilitate as many ideas as possible but still be kind to myself. And lately I've been a little bit more selfish and just given myself a lot more legroom and have sacrificed um, doing tattoos for other people for just spending time with myself and giving myself more time for my other projects and for just being a human being uh, and it's been really good and I feel like the more time I give to myself the more the better my tattoos are when I am tattooing um, but currently my process is that I uh, open my books for about a couple of months and then tattoo maybe for a couple of months and then restart that process and at the moment you've been tattooing like a dozen years something uh, like that for a while uh i started when i was 15 i'm 27 now so <laughs> fuck yeah that's like there that's a dozen is. years um and what do you think about i mean it's a very strange question but instagram it changed the game yeah i have many thoughts about Instagram, like many conflicting thoughts about Instagram. I think it's like a, it's a necessary evil. Uh, I don't really enjoy the way that um, it doesn't really allow for a genuine interaction between people. But that may, that might just be like the internet or social media as like a, a larger problem. Mm. Um, but it's been really good for my career. It's gotten me a lot of work. And it's also facilitated a lot of uh, really genuine connections 
actually, now that I think about it, um, I've made a lot of really good friends from Instagram, just from reaching out to them. Tattoo folks. Tattoo folks, yes. So, as far as, like, your clientele, do you tattoo mostly women, mostly men? Mm, it depends on the space. Uh, I've found for, actually for this uh, trip, I've gotten a lot of requests from men, which is unusual, but um, that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, but in Vancouver, a majority of my clientele are younger women. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are mixed race um, or uh, of partial or full like Asian uh, racial ancestry. Um, and more now than before, I'm getting a lot more um, queer clients, um, and non-binary clients as mm -hmm. well, yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's such an amazing thing to have happen naturally because yeah. you, there's this wall of what you can put online or you can mm -hmm. be transparent or not and then people have either seen around that or it's all been talked about and people know you and they got to know you better and you were trying to be quite private and now you're slowly yeah. becoming a little less private and yeah. those people are being identifying with you and being attracted to you and you, do you think that clientele is in, with the more connection do you think that they're potentially uh, relate more and like a, a bit more genuine? Yeah, I would hope so. Um, genuinely I, wanting your thing, not genuinely humans, but generally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I feel like um, a lot of, like, marginalized folks have had really negative experiences with um, a lot of more traditional tattoo shops. Um, not that all more traditional tattoo shops are unsafe spaces, but they, just by being themselves, can kind of put that vibe out. Um... But I, I feel like putting myself out there as a person of color, as somebody who's queer and somebody who's a bit more, I'm not sure if activist is the right word, but maybe a bit more of an ally. Um, I would hope that um, people would feel a lot safer in the space and in the um, service that I provide for them. That's kind of ultimately one of my goals. And that's a natural thing that's been coming up. You yeah. progressively get more comfortable with putting yeah. yourself out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think uh, uh, with um, queer tattooers being a bit more of uh, a community and a bit more of an entity now, it just it feels a lot safer because uh, I have a community backing me now, whereas otherwise you kind of feel like just like an island if you're a queer mm. tattooer and you're just kind of on your own. And it doesn't have to be like that. And and of course, I mean, there are a lot of tattooers who are queer who don't want to put their queerness uh, in the forefront of their practice and that is totally, totally fine as well. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting to... I, yes. I've yeah. seen that. Um, the idea of being... And it's actually who you are, but being intersectional. Mm -hmm. That's something I hadn't thought about. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to have, to untangle 
queer politics from racial politics and politics of ableism. All of those marginalized groups have things in common mm -hmm. and, you know, we, uh, to kind of challenge systems of oppression, we really need to lean on each other and to support each other and to recognize how they're all interconnected in a way. I only noticed that when I noticed you were lizard milk and yeah. you had changed a little bit of the information at the top of um, Instagram and I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I also want like people who are like shitheads to not get tattooed by me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in um uh tattooing somebody who wants to tell me about how all lives matter, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's also, like, I want to create a safe space for my clients, but I also want to be in a safe and comfortable space myself. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, so this whole male-dominated thing, mm -hmm. I think that'll thing. ever go away? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm really not sure. Uh... Sorry, somebody's at the door right now. <laughs> what say you? Sorry, I tried to pause it, but then it just went to that screen. <laughs> That's alright. Um, but yeah, I don't think that... Um, I don't see tattooing being not male-dominated within my lifetime, to be perfectly honest. I think the patriarchy is a very, very strong, very, very present um, force. Um, I feel like if, uh, if that system does crumble, what will come up in its place may not be better it might be different in a way. I don't know, it's hard to explain. So your subject matter, is your, is that reflecting where you're at in your life? Or do you, you people request something from you, but your own chosen subject matter is where, where you're at with that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I've been doing a lot more like kind of chubby monster ladies lately. Uh, and I really wanna sink my teeth into that kind of subject now. And a lot of people are requesting it now more than ever, which is really excellent. Um, like yeah. Body positive stuff. Yeah, like bring on like monster women with like fins and like five boobs and like big teeth and hairy legs. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, what do you think about this disparity in gender in tattooing? Clientele. Mm, tattooing clientele? Yeah. Like, that I tattoo more women? Yeah. Um, or, I, I, or, I mean, that's switching. Or, or in, like... Yeah. Or even just the general population more... Or, like, tattooers? Seems, well, it feels like there's so many more female tattooers, and mm -hmm. the spectrum of female tattooing is getting bigger, and, and the queer, queer community is coming in really strong, like, a really big push in queer tattooing. Mm -hmm. um, that seems good. like it's 
diversifying and it's becoming there's more safe spaces it is yeah yeah i think that's fantastic but there's also still a pushback from uh, more traditional uh, ways of thinking about tattooing and i think you know traditional tattooing is valid and also um deserves to be here as much as anything else uh but um yeah i think that tension will have to dissipate in some way and we'll have to find some common ground before we can really move forward with tattooing um i mean media that doesn't help like the media like print media oh no not uh, at all um every time advertising like, media a female tattooer kind of like makes it as like a very very successful business person they're kind of heralded as being like uh the kingpin of <laughs> female tattooers as if that's like a new thing and it's it's not really a new thing no yeah but the momentum is kind of new and it's, it's really interesting to see how much which is amazing and it's not just as females it's you know mm -hmm. everybody's involved um and um i mean uh the discourse isn't like specifically focused around tattooing i feel like uh, discussions of gender and race and sexuality are hot topics now and they're gaining a lot of traction within contemporary discourse so I mean of course that extends to tattooing it's a very visceral body related practice um, mm -hmm. so in those discussions it's kind of unearthing this um, forgotten history of tattooers who are non-binary who are queer who are people of color and that's seeing that pop up now more than ever is really, really fascinating and really wonderful, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I just, like, tattooing the last few years has just been all over um, every billboard, every, like, it, I go to different places often and it's it's crept into commonplace, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I hope that it will continue, because the next step is, is maybe, like, different, different gender uh, roles being also seen as, as not normal but important, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's something I love about Berlin is you do, we're kind of a bit of a step ahead, like the the gap between what people think is normal and what you see every day mm -hmm. in media is like a bit closer. Yeah. You know, like, like you'll see huge ads in major American cities for... <clears throat> with a tattooed person but looks so just chiseled and yeah, so, just, just yeah so photoshopped and cobbled uh, together and it's just sort of it's it's putting tattooing out there but it's missing the point of it makes tattooing look like you, maybe you have yeah. to look like this to get tattooed you know yeah exactly there's normal normal figures and normal humans haven't yet made it we haven't <laughs> that thing yeah 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 the next step. yeah I, I think i see that a lot in like finger quotes like alternative modeling where it's it's regular modeling but with tattoos and piercings and a beard and a beard <laughs> yes <laughs> um so at the moment um dragonfly or a coil machine <laughs> dragonfly machines uh i actually recently switched at home to a cheyenne hawk pen uh which has been doing me good so far i think uh i really love my dragonfly machines they do the job they do what i would need them to do pretty well i actually just bought a dan cuban machine as well but i haven't been able to use it yet um i think i just got it before i left hmm. uh but yeah, i'm i'm really not a technical tattooer and i'm not 
very aware of the different elements that tattoo machines have to offer. So uh, I might not be like the best person to ask about machines they use because I just, I use my machines because they're small and they're predictable and that's what I need. Yeah. So, uh, sushi or dim sum? Uh, you know, it depends on the day. Sometimes you need a big greasy punch in the face, so dim sum. Sometimes you need sushi. It's good to have a mix of things. <laughs> um, rain or snow? Oh, rain. <laughs> All the way. I hate snow. <laughs> so, um... Uh, being a tattooer or being a therapist tattooer? Mm. <laughs> Do you find you're one or the other? Yeah, that's a doozy. Uh, Can you separate that? No, I can't. That uh, dichotomy doesn't exist for me. <laughs> it's a fluid kind of spectrum. And at the moment, are you reading something? Um, I picked up uh, Mega Hex, which is this... Uh, graphic novel by Simon Hanselman, um, who is, I think, um, a non-binary person, but I'm not entirely sure, so don't quote me on that. Uh, but uh, it's about um, a witch named Meg and her cat lover slash roommate named Mog and their roommate Owl and a bunch of other characters who just kind of like get really fucked up. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, you know you're going back now. Do you think, are you planning another tour? Do you already have one in your head? Mm, Joel, my partner and I might want to go to uh, like Korea and maybe Hong Kong at some point, but that's way down the road and I have too many art projects to really think about traveling anymore. Uh, so maybe uh we also want to do a big tour in america but it kind of depends on how this next election pans out it's a little bit scary mm -hmm. to watch from canada it's crazy to think that we're so imposed upon by what happens down there yeah being canadian yeah i mean we're right next door and we'd like to think that we live in this safe little canadian bubble but we really don't no yeah Dude, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks nice, for having me. Nice to have you again. Yeah.